Welcome, welcome back to another episode of Our Journey of Love. I am Darius. This is my lovely wife, Z. I want to thank you again for joining us um, on our journey of love. And uh, we're continuing our series um, about uh, breaking chains. Um, Like I said before, we're uh, discussing... Uh, breaking away from things that we've experienced or seen um, growing up or, like I said, that we've encountered, um, whether that's, you know, uh, kids, as as kids, as teenagers, as adults, um, and how that's kind of helping us uh, navigate in our lives and in our relationship now. Um Today, we're going to be talking about romantic uh, breaking chains romantically. Last week, it was parenting. This week, talking about romantic relationships. Yes. And we'll start off first with our talking point. A couple questions. Yes. Um, So, my question is, what boundaries... Can we set to protect our relationship and communication from being damaged by technology? Ooh, that was <laughs> a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> um, what boundaries we can set um, for our relationship that will protect our relationship when it comes to technology? Um, relationship and communication. Do you want me? Oh, okay. Yeah, I answer it first. Um, I would say uh, not posting about it on social media. Okay. Um, any any issues um, that we have? Um, yeah, keeping it off of social media. I think that will be a definitely a, a boundary, which neither one of us do anyway. Which is funny because like, that's something I got from my dad. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah, don't put your business out there like that for everybody to see. Yeah, I find that like um, interesting because I feel that people will make comments in regards to like, oh, everyone only posts like the good stuff, right, on social media. Right, right. Um, so whether this is, I've seen this happen with whether it could be someone as a celebrity and it could be just your normal person, you know, your friend or whatever. Um, and so I feel like a lot of people will judge those because you're not posting your business and they're like, they take it upon themselves to be like, well, you don't ever post the ugly stuff. So you're trying to make yourself look like you have a perfect relationship or you have this perfect family and everything is good. And then if you post, when you see someone that is consistently posting like the drama in their life and whatever other situations going on, again, you can take someone like Krishan who's, steadily posting stuff about their relationship or cardi b who went and did that um and i know on my end i've seen friends who will post 
something about their relationship that they're going like currently going through with their partner, you know? And when people do that, then you're also getting judged because it's like, why are you putting your business out there? It's not for, so it's like, kind of like, it's damn if you do and damn if you don't. And (laughs) at the end of the day, it is what either, what works best for you. I think that at the end of the day, some, some that do it will, it's because they've reached to a point where it's like, this is my only outlet and I have to get it off my chest or, you know, whatever the reasoning is for it. Um, well, I think it's, it, I mean, with that being the only outlet, I believe that's a, that says something about your circle if you say, if you're saying that's your only outlet, right? Maybe. I mean, and I'm not my, saying my that's opinion. what they are, but I'm, I'm thinking in reasons as to why someone would go to that extent. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so for us, even it could be like, we do keep things private and I don't, I'm a person that even within my own circle, I don't like to go vent to them about whatever Issues. disagreement we had or if we did hit a rough patch because I believe our talk should be amongst each other mm-hmm. and God. And that's, again, I think I talked about this very early on in one of our other episodes about God's the only person who's not going to judge and who's truly going to be there to fix something the other person will end up judging the situation or the relationship, uh, the other person, and then put in their two cents, you know? So, uh, yeah, I think that is a good one. Not posting it on social media. Um, one that came to my mind was not comparing your spouse or your partner to others on social media, right? So again, you never know what someone might be going through. So um, to be like, oh, this couple looks so perfect online, you know, and then come home and um, get on to you because it's just like, why can't you be so much more like this person? You know, I see this or, vice versa i think us working things out the way that we do is the best way you know um but yes i I, me personally i would be like don't take communication the way someone else is doing it online and just simply don't compare me to who that person is because i'm my own person as you are your own person it's good my question what do you wish you could go back and tell yourself 10 years ago? Wait, I was say, am I 47? <laughs> I forget how old I am a lot of times. Bruh. I don't. I might be 50. And I might be 62. <laughs> 10 years ago. Um, what was I doing 10 years ago? I wasn't with you yet. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, you were not. I would probably say, uh, 
Be quiet. I would probably say um, to take life more serious and um, really start like being focused on like reaching my goal, which was again having a home at least that part you know for sure because relationship wise like the romantic side of a relationship that's something that i didn't and can't say that i have control over right, right? Yeah. so whatever it was it was but i knew that purchasing a home was a goal um, but I definitely wasn't like steady working on it. Yeah. Um, so that's something that I would probably go back and say. Okay. Mine would be, don't you marry that girl. <laughs> so dumb. I'm dead ass. <laughs> that's what, that's what I would go back and tell myself. I, See, like, but then I you would, wouldn't learn the life lessons that you have. I mean, maybe, maybe not as far as being, uh, being a husband, but maybe so, but maybe so as I would say probably so as in a relationship, maybe, um, but probably not as a probably not as a husband um oh no right because i mean i i still would have you know you never lived with anybody else besides her right so i guess to me that and that's the reason i say it's it's more than just marriage like granted that marriage <clears throat> excuse me itself um the marriage itself did put you through a lot right like even just the exit part of it mm -hmm. but ultimately it was you guys living with each other that did teach you a lot of other things you probably would have learned that without the marriage part or it could have been that the relationship wasn't there. You know what I mean? Right. You well, reached a, a point in your life that it taught you very early on as well, like what to do and what not to do. Mm -hmm. um, so that way, when I came in your life, you're a better man. And I say not just as a husband, but like as a true like man, man. Yeah. Well, I, I can, well, when you put it like that, I could say, okay, Keep the relationship, just don't do the marriage <laughs> part. <laughs> that way I could have got all the lessons I needed to. Yeah. And then had this be my first marriage. And see, that's one of the things that um, I know I told you early on, um, probably like within our first date is me going through what I've been through, mm. like the relationships I, I had and even just living the single life. Um, so meeting guys, um, 
dating, living that single life world, it made me appreciate someone like you. So I had, I never gone through my very first relationship, which that was like about 12 or 13 years long. And then going through everything else after that, I would have never appreciated that man. And so the man who you were coming in in my life at that time, and I know you had mentioned that other girls that you had met would always just put you like in the friend zone for the most part yeah. or just or either just not interested. And my response then um, still stands now is females that weren't ready for you is because they weren't ready to be with someone like you. They wanted to like, I don't know, either be more picky or again, they just didn't appreciate having uh, someone like you in front of them. So they, if they had an experienced life or someone that had put them through some stuff, um, I don't see how someone could appreciate it. I mean, you could, maybe you could have, but for them, I guess my experience would be like, no, you go through stuff to appreciate whenever something good comes in front of you mm -hmm. and stick to it. That's fine. Well, I think that's a good uh good segue yeah. into um into this topic. Like I said, breaking away from um things that um involving romantic relationships that we're trying to break away from, either we have or mm -hmm. we're in the process of trying to do because nothing is nothing is perfect, everything is progress. We're trying to, you know, definitely get better to help our relationship out. Um, so what are some things, um, that you are trying to break away from that you've, um, either experienced or seen as far as romantic relationships, um, you know, growing up, growing, yeah, growing, growing up. Yeah. Um, so I made a list just because. I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> I wasn't too sure how I wanted to go about this, but um, this is what came to my mind. It was um, breaking away from seeking revenge, making my partner um, or spouse feel unneeded, lying or keeping things from my partner, um, being verbally abusive, and not trusting in them and then also taking advantage of my partner i think i want to start with that last one the last one is pretty interesting what do you <laughs> what do you mean by taking advantage of your partner um so i guess the way that i saw it was um it would be kind of like using them like um I'm trying to think if it, if it would be more so like using them or really taking advantage of them. What I saw would be like purposely getting something out of you or from you and then and really not needing it. 
whether it could be money, right? So sugar so, daddy. <laughs> well, sugar daddy don't live with you. So some some sugars do. I don't know. I don't know how sugar daddies work. <laughs> <laughs> so um again, just what I saw would just be um mainly taking like again whether it could be money or or items like materialistic things and then um going back and like either returning it or selling it or you know what i mean so, so taking taking advantage of a situation when you have no true intentions on it progressing to another level essentially um no i mean it would this is as a partner so if we're dating mm -hmm. right and because you're the nice boyfriend right you're like hey do you need extra money for gas or here some money so you can go get gas okay or whether i could be asking you for it right knowing I have money I'm like oh, I'm just gonna pocket this and I'm gonna keep um saving this money on the side and not tell him about it okay so doing or, things like with the intent of deception yeah in a way yeah I saw um it was funny because I saw this I want to say like on TikTok this girl, um, no, it was a skit, but this girl was went to go get her hair braided, tells her boyfriend it was $300 or whatever amount it was, but I'm pretty sure it was like around 300 or or more. And she's she calls her boyfriend and she's like, hey, babe, um, my hair costs 300 and something. Okay. He's like, yeah, just send me the request and I'll send you the money so you can send it to your, your hair lady. Okay. And then um, he sends it and she's just like, she's talking to the hairdresser. And she's like, girl, I'm going to get him to give me this money. Dude. She's like, uh, the hairdresser tells her, you know, I can't keep doing this for you. I'm not going to keep lying and telling him it's this much money. And she's like, well, I'm going to give you some money. Like, I'm going to tip you with this money. Oh, okay. And she's like, and the rest of it, I'm going to go to the mall. So it was nowhere near that the much. 300. Yeah, but she was going to pay the lady to get her hair done or tip her with it. And the rest, it was just to go out shopping. And it reminded me of, again, what I saw growing up as well. So that's why it's like, why would you do that? When I when even knowing it was a skit, but I'm like thinking, why would you do that? Why would you feel the need and take advantage? To me, I see it as you're taking advantage of your partner because they are being kind. Mm -hmm. I feel that another adult, you shouldn't have to do have to do anything for me. Like, I think my things like let's say getting my hair done or my nails done, stuff like that then that comes out of my money, right? Now, if you want to be nice and be like, hey, I'm gonna pay for you to go get your hair done today. Okay, then I use it for that. 
But to just lie and be like, oh, you know what? They charged me $200 and I keep with that intention of making you believe my hair really did cost $200 to get colored or whatever. Meanwhile, I actually went shopping and just kept that from me too. So that's my thing. Like is I would, I wouldn't do. Okay. And I don't do. Tell me about it, no, some other. Uh, um, other the other one that was I felt is really big is making my partner, uh, making sure that I'm not making my partner feel unneeded. Okay. So because I was brought up by my mother who is a very strong independent woman um and she always talked to us about you whatever it is that you want in life you work for it you don't you don't depend on a man you get a house like her her advice would be you get a house you make sure you put the house under your name so that way he can't kick you out that's your house you know what because Mama Sarah's a thug. <laughs> so she is a thugnificent. It was everything was always you go behind their back and you just um, in a way of it benefiting you, right? Mm. I never understood that, and but sorry, so. In regards to her being such an, a strong, independent person, um, it was always hearing that her say, I don't need no man, right? She Now, she dated, so she had boyfriends, but it was always hearing her consistently saying, I don't need a man. So when I got into a relationship freshly out of high school, that's something that I repeated to my partner all the time. Like, I don't need you. We're together, but I don't need to be in this relationship. I can do everything by myself because I budget the finances. I pay the bills. I do the house. And, you know, if I have to go clean the outside, the yard and all this stuff, then I'll do that. Um, and I think that's another thing that we had touched last on another episode too but it's again realizing that at the end of that relationship like once he told me that I was doing that I felt so little and I felt so bad because I'm just like I didn't like my mom doing like I felt bad for the guy like whenever she would treat him like that so to know that I was actually doing that it was such an eye-opener for me and I was just like um, I made sure that it's like moving forward. I, I, that's definitely something that I would not do in my new relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know that's something that we had, uh, we've talked about uh, maybe two or three times. Yeah. Um, jokingly, like the, like, uh, we were talking about it before as far as like needing. Yeah. Um, and I can say that it, I can definitely say that it's something that you um, have worked on. And I can tell where it's still something you kind of battle with every now and then. Not so much as it was when we first got together. 
Um, well, I don't ever feel like I ever said it to you. No, you at never. All. No, you never said it, but you acted. <laughs> oh, like, I, but I you, did? Yeah, but oh, you acted okay. or carried yourself in that way. Gotcha. Like I don't need. I I don't need you, and. Um, but no, you, you've never verbally said, I don't need you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you worked on not saying that, but as far as how you carried yourself and stuff like that, it was, it was still there, but it wasn't as, uh, I guess nonchalant or abrasive as, yeah, I don't need you. I was just like, I, I picked up on it, but I was just like, yeah, you do whatever. (laughs) <laughs> because like I said before when we talked about it, I was like everyone needs you you need somebody at some point. Right. So it's not like you don't need anybody ever. Yeah, you I remember us having a talk about it. Um you made a comment and it was jokingly, but I had heard you make the comment where it was more so like either you need me or I do this or this is my money and then I'm just all like uh, don't get it twisted. I do not need you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say like I am a firm believer. You don't need somebody, but you do need somebody. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. I will work twice as hard to be able to provide for myself. You would, right? I would. So for me to be like, I can do this by myself. I don't need, need, need you, <laughs> but I think we're, <laughs> I do think we're all in a relationship together because we truly want to be in a relationship for someone to, and <laughs> for someone to, um, uh, try to put like, um, and it's not a mind game, but for someone to try to make you feel like, I guess, controlling, that's where, that's how it comes off. And I don't want to feel like I'm being controlled by my partner. So maybe that is my way of checking you and be like, no, I don't need you. Yes. I want you and I want you to be in my life and I want us to grow old and I want us to create beautiful memories together. Okay. <laughs> Whether it's platonic or romantic, I feel that way. I know. No, no, like I said, it's 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 always funny. It's always still funny to me. <laughs> uh, but like I said, even with um with what you just said in regards to the controlling aspect of it. Um, that was, and I didn't write this down as one of my points, but when you said it, it kind of, it triggered as as me as, um, that's definitely one thing that I never wanted to do is come off or be controlling in, in, in my, in my romantic relationship or even a platonic relationship. Yeah. Um, because I've, yeah, because I've, I've witnessed that with, um, you know, in the relationship that um that my mom had, so um, I just and um just the other relationships that I've seen as well, not just that one, right? Um, and then also in my with my ex, how she 
would always say that, oh, I'm trying to control her situation um, or even be controlling in um, in our relationship. Yeah. And it's like, no, like how am I, like an example, how am I being controlling when I'm asking you questions about our daughter? Yeah. That, that, that doesn't make sense to me. So I know that's one thing that I truly definitely want to break away is like you're your own person. Um, we collaborate and we communicate as far as what each other, um, what each other is doing, but not as I have to monitor your every move or you have to check in with me every time you go somewhere or anything like that. To me, that's controlling and that's something I never want, want, want to be. Yeah. And I don't feel that you are. Or that you ever have been, so you've done good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another uh, another thing for me um, was definitely is uh, definitely uh, being breaking away from uh, being unfaithful in a relationship, um, and I never want to be unfaithful in a relationship because karma, what goes around yeah. comes around. Like, I don't want to do, I don't want to do that and see the hurt that I put on my partner's face, let alone, let, let, let alone she, that she forgives me. And then she, you've never up, been unfaithful. Like you've never cheated on any, like, High school girlfriends. Or... Oh yeah, I was yeah, I, I cheated oh. in high school. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I know they say those relationships don't count, but I'm, I was just curious. I mean, yeah, I mean, of, of course, I mean, uh, what junior high, um, and high school. No, did I did I do that in high school? No, I don't think I did in high school. I know junior high. I remember I cheated on a boyfriend in high school um, with the guy that I was in a relationship for like 12 years and my mom found out and she was just like, I'm going to tell so-and-so that you cheated on him with this person. I'm just like, you're my mom. Why would you go tell him? <laughs> yeah, my, my mom, she would always, she would always say, no, nah, you're not going you're not going to do that. I'm not going to be the one to try to keep up with different girls that you got mm. coming in and out. Um, which she only did one time. With, yeah. Um, but after that, that was, that was the only time that I did it. Um, and it's, it's a lot of work. It is. I was like, I think that the guilt, um, having to be creative consistently in your lives and keeping up with it mm -hmm. and you know what I mean it was just I feel like it's too much so yeah because I'm to be honest like yeah because I was in seventh or eighth grade and when I did that and I was just like it was Valentine's Day <laughs> I gotta pick one. <laughs> I mean, I'm not driving, so I can't be like, "Oh, I'm a, 
<laughs> be with you here for a couple of hours and go here. Like, I got to, hey, mama, take me over here. <laughs> so it was like, uh, I got to pick one. And I was like, yo, this, that's too much, bro. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. yeah. So I know being unfaithful. And then just seeing how um, um, infidelity and unfaithfulness, like, hurt my mom as well. Yeah. Um. So, I uh, definitely didn't want that to um, come back on me as far as putting that out on someone else. Um. And my mom has always told me, you know, you always treat a woman with respect. Uh. She's like, uh, you treat her like she's diamonds or you or pearls. Very expensive pearls. They're fragile. You never want to break them. So some pearls. <laughs> so. I've always kept that in um, kept that in mind um, as I gotten older, right? When I started to take relationships more seriously, um, I've always made make sure that I didn't do that. Now, if I wasn't in committed to anyone, then we just talking. Then, it know. doesn't matter. No, nah, it don't matter at all. I mean, because they're like, I, I'm not. We're not. We're not in anything. We're not committed. We're not serious. But they still have feelings. Yeah, they got feelings, but I'm letting you know up front that, hey, I'm talking to somebody. I I mean... I mean, if you're being honest with them, then okay. Yeah. I mean, that part. But if, (laughs) if, you know, it is what it is, though. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, like I said, that's definitely one thing. Um, Yeah, I think to me that was... um, One of my things that I knew was important for me within our relationship was to make sure that you felt secured in our relationship. Um, For me personally, I didn't have guy friends that were just like consistently like reaching out to me. So... I knew there wasn't like an issue with that, right? But it was just more so like um, knowing if someone sent me a message online that you would be, you know, sure enough that I would not be responding back to them or, you know, mm-hmm. trying anything else. So to me, that was something that was important in our relationship and I think that we both uh, that was something that we both wanted for each other and yeah just to make sure it's just like you have nothing to worry about me stepping out of the relationship and vice versa Um, that it didn't matter what like first of all I know when we started dating you had so many female friends and then you'd call them sisters. Did not make no sense. So we had to cut that off. So I don't think that I was insecure or that it was that I didn't trust you. It, it, it was, was it was, yeah, it was most definitely respect because you would have, and I wouldn't say multiple, but I remember this one person would be reaching out to you and it'd be like 11 o'clock at night or one o'clock in the morning. I'm just like, dude, really? I think that's what 
essentially ended up causing me to be like, okay, no, we got to tone this down. You have two sisters and that's it. Yeah. So all of these other female friends that you're like, oh, she's my friend, but she's like my sister to me. No, no, they're not. And <laughs> um, so, yeah, we did end up cutting that, cutting that part off. But I think at the end of the day, again, we still had that trust, but it was knowing what to do is what well to be respectful towards yeah, each other. I mean, it was just, you know, creating those boundaries and letting them know mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, after this time or whatever, you know not not available or except and it, but it, it goes back to the openness that we have because like like i've said before we actually have a friendship in our relation in our yeah. romantic relationship as well so that openness just came natural as far as oh look this is whoever reached out to me same for you it was just like look this person reached out to me i don't know why but you know what it was so it was always fun because yeah we had uh, quite few interesting moments at the beginning of our relationship yes <laughs> i think that um having that open communication i knew that this relationship was going to be a lot different um from the very get-go and it was Again, I prayed on it. I prayed on it before I even met you. I prayed on it um, early on in our relationship when I was really making that decision how open I wanted to be with you. Right. And this was a another talk that I had with God and I was... and literally in tears where I'm just like, God, if I share this with him, what if he leaves me? You know, what if he breaks up with me and he doesn't want to be with me anymore? Um, and it was ultimately just coming down to just like, well, if he is the one for you, if he um, is that person, then he's not going to walk away and you guys will we'll work things out. Um, and we did. So those it's like being able to have, to me, it's just like after have, having that talk, um, it was just so much more easier to be that more transparent with you and really let you in and, and share all these other stories, um, that I had not shared with anybody else. So yeah. Yeah. And I say with with that, and that was another point that I had um, as far as um, making sure that um, in this relationship, I was being more open mm-hmm. um, and communicating. Because uh, like I said, I've not experienced that or seen that even in my previous relationships, there was no true openness yeah. Um, there it'll be like, oh, I'm gonna be open to a certain extent, but I'm not gonna go deep beneath the surface as far as the underlying feelings or different things or why I'm feeling this way. And I didn't see that um 
growing up, um, you know, even with my uh, with my dad seeing how he operated, um, not seeing him really be open in communication um, in communicating with um, with who he was uh, who he was you know talking to, um, and even with uh, even with my uh, my mom and. Uh, or her husband, my stepdad. So it's not uh, seeing how their communication would be off that will cause friction, that will mm-hmm. cause argument. So not wanting to have those dynamics is like, well, if I'm going to be, be with this person and we're going to be honest and open, why not tell that person fully up front what it is? If an argument or disagreement comes with that, it comes with it, but at least that person should feel, hey, they came to me with this after we have these discussions right. and come to a resolve. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I know that was um, one thing that I'm glad we established early on is definitely being um, open and forthcoming. Um, because even with that situation, not even it wasn't it wasn't like we were together at that time. Yeah. Um, it was just something that, and it, like I said, I'm, I'm weird like that. I wanted to know a lot yeah. in regards to uh, your um, past, just so that way I was thinking ahead, like, okay, I don't want to be blindsided by, any anything that may be said or come out mm-hmm. that I don't know about, right? Or that we go somewhere and be around people or whatever, and then a situation comes up, and then we arguing. Why didn't you tell me? Right. You know what I'm saying? So no, okay, we're going to be open. Let's lay out everything. Like it, it didn't bother me. I don't. I'm not. I didn't judge yeah. you. And I don't judge you. Um, because again, it was before me it had nothing to do. You didn't even know I existed. So why can't I get mad about something right. like that? Right. So that's why. And, um, so being, being open is definitely one thing that I wanted to, you know, uh, establish, yeah, establish in our relationship because I didn't see that, how that openness looked, um, and, you know, growing up. I can see that. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, I well, I know that I didn't see that much in in my household growing up either. Um, it's crazy because like when I when I was even thinking about um like what to write down, it was like what am I breaking up from? Like, um. My mom didn't get abused. She was the abuser. <laughs> she, <laughs> Look, baby. She, you know, and that's and that's the reason why I put on their revenge because um, if a guy would do her wrong, oh my gosh, she would like what? She would damage their stuff. <laughs> yeah. So don't touch my PS Five. Don't touch my car. So that's why I say it's just like I knew that that's something that I I wanted to break away from um, and I had to 
to get away from that because I knew it was just, at the end of the day, it wasn't right. And it never really made me feel any better. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it <clears throat> did it do probably what the intention was, which was to hurt that other person? Yes. But did it do anything for me and for our relationship? Not at all. Right. right. So, um, you know what I don't understand about that though? What? Is you you damage a car. Not you, but I'm just yeah. saying if you the for people generally who, speaking. Yeah, generally, generally speaking. You damage a car, you damage material things, and then you take that person back. Uh like who who who's who pays for it? Because sometimes that person ends up whoever did the damage ends up paying for the damages that they did. Why well, didn't repair the PlayStation and I didn't go buy another one. So <laughs> he just kept playing it broken. <laughs> but I think that that is what what makes it even that much more toxic. You know what I mean? Yeah. That those relationship um because you you are purposely hurting that other person and then also damaging their personal belongings, right? But then you're taking them back or now you're spending your own extra money to go repair whatever it is that you damaged of theirs or you're taking your time to um, fix it. And if And if it's not you, then it could be the other person right but then more more than likely these situations i feel typically happen more whenever both people live together yeah so now you have the other person if this is your partner and he or she is going out of their way to go repair whatever stuff you damage well now you're taking money away from your own household because now they're having to put money in for that right yeah um so again, it's a losing situation. It's like, but because you're so in love, I'll say obsessed. Yeah. Then... No, I think we're gonna have to have a have a topic uh, about the PlayStation in its own right. <laughs> I truly feel a lot of a lot of girlfriends and wives have something against. The game, the game system. So we're gonna have to. There might be. It's, it's like we're gonna have to have a whole conversation. That really that. did make me despise PlayStations. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say guys that play PlayStations, but PlayStation. Even when we first started dating, that was an issue. But I wouldn't say it was an issue, but I made you aware of it, and then. Um, you weren't home a lot to play your PlayStation. Yeah. And then when you brought it back, uh, it just did something. Oh, I'm just like, yeah, you brought it over to my house. And I was like, oh my gosh. So, yeah. So we talked about the negatives that we're not trying to bring in or did you have any other negatives that you wanted to to touch on being verbally abusive okay so 
I can't recall if we if we spoke on this before, but I know I've shared with you um, people arguing, raising their voices. Um, Triggers you. Yeah, that's a trigger for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't do that. Like I can have a disagreement with you and then once it gets to a certain level, it's like, okay, we can talk about this tomorrow um, or at a later time. That was one thing that I told myself as well is my next relationship. Um, I can disagree with my partner with without there being um, any name calling name calling without damaging any any uh, of each other's stuff Mm -hmm. Um, things like that or or making threats Um, so yeah so I think that's definitely something that I've stood by yeah yes kind of the same from um, definitely not kind of but definitely the same for me Uh, not being not being verbal or or physical yeah Uh, because like I said on the last episode seeing um, uh, growing up in a household where domestic violence was there um, not wanting to be the one to dish that out or even potentially receive that Thank you.